Next on BYU Sports Nation, we want the Big 12 and bring on the Bruins. A banner day for BYU football, how they can really pay off this power move. Bronco Mendenhall goes boldly on the record with a chip on his shoulder. His right-hand defensive man, Nick Howe, joins us live in studio. Plus, BYU basketball's newest addition to this year's roster, wedding bells for not one but two BYU Cougars and another WCC championship. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, your hosts... Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Oh, yeah. BYU Sports Nation on your radio and televisions presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. I am Spencer Linton. Teamed up with the soon-to-be newest homeowner on the BYU Sports Nation crew, Jerem Jordan. Excited. Very excited. You should take a picture, but shave that mustache first. Heck no, man. That's the funny thing. This is just a joke, and so later I'll be like, why did I have that stupid mustache? <laughs> the day I bought my house. The day I bought a house. What the heck, man? <laughs> Happy Friday, June 6th, everyone. Listen, today marks the 70th anniversary of D-Day. That calls wow. for a very early rising show. Oh, that's the least we could do. I mean, that, that's legit man. heavy stuff. When people compare sports to war, I cringe so hard because it's not even close. It's, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. When BYU says Band of Brothers, that's different. They want to have the kind of relationship, that camaraderie, camaraderie that that uh, you know soldiers had in, in war. But seventieth, uh, you know, year, seventy years since D Day. That's all the respect in the significant world. contributions in to a real, lot of people's lives. Real heroes. Yes. Super cool. We salute you for sure. Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN. Link up across BYU Sports Nation wherever, whenever you feel like it. And I know for a fact that 99.9% of you have an opinion on today's Twitter topic. And that is a scientific fact. There's my anchorman <laughs> quote of the day. What does yesterday's news mean for the future of BYU football? We're talking about the UCLA home and road series, as I call it, home and road. It's not two home games. And what Bronco Mendenhall said about we would love to be in the Big 12. What does it mean for the future of BYU football? We will discuss in a moment. Listen to BYU Sports Nation, noon Eastern on BYU Radio, Sirius XM Channel 143. Watch the simulcast live on BYU TV and on BYUtv.org. Rise and shout on this Friday. It's time for a loaded edition of What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Laying the foundation. June 5th. 2014 is a day BYU fans should mark down. A major power play move in their push for increased national relevance and inclusion in a Power 5 conference. Bronco Mendenhall tells the Austin American statesman, and I quote, We would love to be in the Big 12. Amen, brother. Hours before that article is released, BYU signs a home and home, or home and road if you're Jerem, with UCLA in 2015 and 2016. To quote Bronco further, we have a chip on our shoulder. I'm just wondering who fights for us as an independent, end quote. Who's fighting for BYU? How about BYU's fighting for BYU included? That's it. Captained by Bronco Mendenhall and Athletic Director Tom Holmo. That's it, because BYU's in the national discussion in a lot of ways right now. The ACC, SEC unofficial comments uh, for the college football playoff. All of those things. Who fights for BYU? It's BYU. And BYU chose this as an independent. For the first time, Bronco Mendenhall goes on record saying independence is good for now. We like where we are, but 
We want to be a part of something bigger. And he did not say that. That's your. That's yes. you saying that. Let's yes. be clear. Yes. But in a way, in a roundabout way, perce- it's like, yeah, the, we're, we're good now, but, the but percep- we want to be in the Big 12. Yes, the perception is, and for the first time, and that's why it's such a big deal, that Bronco Mendenhall said we would love to be in the Big 12. The perception is that we're not sure how long independence works for BYU. I do not think it's a long-term thing. So for, for Bronco to say that to the Austin American statesman, that's significant. Because that, that's the, the de facto capital of the Big 12. It's where Texas is. And so for Bronco to say that means something. I don't know how long independence is good for BYU or what the play is. I don't think Bronco even comes off desperate. It just Some people think that right now. I just think it's a comment where it's, hey, we'd love to be in the Big 12. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe it's 10 years. We don't know Who the knows? timetable. I would love for it to be three years. We don't years. know I the timetable. We just know for the first time on public Or record, at all. Bronco, the captain of BYU football, the head coach, says we want to be in the Big 12. Hey, independence is not the permanent plan, we're assuming. It's the next step to winning over the hot girl. You already have her attention. BYU is respectable. Look, they've, they've got a nice suit on from Nordstrom's. You know, they're looking sharp. Some girls are paying attention. But if you want the hottest girl in the school, a.k.a. the Big 12, they... If to you BYU, want them, the hottest if, girls in the SEC. If, they, if you want them to really start paying attention, you need you need a Giorgio Armani suit, man. You, you need to go big time. You need to go. You need to go to twelve Ro- and one Rodeo Drive and get a tailored Giorgio Armani suit and a skinny tie and a pocket square and drop a couple of grand on a suit because then you then you really get noticed. Translation: You need to win, like you said. You go twelve and one. Okay, Kurt Cragthorpe of the Salt Lake Tribune says something interesting about this. Uh, the side effect is diminishing the value of BYU's current status as an independent. Mendenhall can't say, I would love to be a member of that conference, and then two weeks later at Media Day, gush about how wonderful independence is for the program. So now Bronco Mendenhall puts BYU football in an interesting situation. Because the appearance to BYU fans is that if BYU gets into a Power 5 conference, it is the Big 12. The Pac-12, you're not an academic uh, research institution. You don't fit. At some point, the Pac-12 just gives up on that if they expand to 16 because there will be other schools involved that don't fit that criteria. But for now, BYU to the Big 12 is the most likely Power 5 situation. And now Media Day comes up. How juicy is Media Day? The juiciest football Media Day ever given uh, what's going on, the allegations, the ACC-SEC thing. Uh, this now. Media day, scheduling. 17 days away, Oh, my by the goodness. Way. 17 days away, June 23rd, Monday, all things BYU football and BYU TV. There are a lot of things that go into the possibility of BYU into the Big 12, one of which is, the, uh, is ske- obviously scheduling and how BYU manages that. Another is TV contracts. BYU wants to be on ESPN, wants to maximize BYU TV. They'd be dumb not to. But at some point, BYU may need to relinquish the – pickiness or uh, what they want to be able to get into the Big 12. Sunday play is never going away for BYU, for basketball. If football only was a possibility and there are no P5 football onlys, then maybe BYU's got a shot at that. How do you but become... the bottom line is that you, that you win a lot. The yeah. other things are ancillary exactly. to winning. How do you become undeniably if... attractive to a Power 5 conference? You brought up the number 20 in terms of regular season wins over the next two years. This morning, I think in the next two seasons, regular seasons, you have 24 games. You have to go at least 20 and 4. Let's say BYU... I, I, I don't know how you met... You, you're going to have a better year this year than you will in 2015 now with that schedule. Let's say BYU goes 11 and 1 this year. 
in the regular season, and they go nine and three in twenty. I will take it right now. You're twenty. I will and four. take it right now. Sign okay? me up. At that point, ABC is calling you and saying, "We want you to be the Bachelor because you're the most eligible Bachelor." They're lining up a bevy of beautiful women to try and find the perfect fit for and, you. And BYU is different than Boise State. They have more to offer, and that was part, Boise State won a bunch of games, but no one's picking up Boise State because they only have football. Even then, they've took a step off. But what did Utah do? They went to two BCS games and one, so the Pac-12 said, come on in. If you take a few games against the likes of Texas, Nebraska, Michigan, and UCLA, I mean, let's, let's be time. real. That September is crazy, You demand attention. You're a top 20 team, and sh- I mean, y- you are the bell at the ball in terms of the team that is on the outside looking in. Like you, They want to invite you in now. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's, let, let's let her in. And unfortunately, it's not that simple. It's not just about winning because BYU has more that they want to accomplish as a program. BYU is not Boise State or Cincinnati or anyone like that. There is no one like BYU. Not they are even, BYU. Not even Army, Navy, not even Notre Dame to a degree because of what BYU wants to do with football. It's a tool uh, for the church uh, to get a good message out there, to, as we say here at BYU TV, to see the good in the world. To do other things. And so BYU has other things that they want. I'm the first to say it. BYU is picky. BYU is picky because they have certain goals and aims that other schools do not. It's not just about winning and losing football games to BYU, although that is the thing that will get you noticed. The timing of scheduling UCLA is a thing of beauty. That was interesting. Like it's the five beautiful. hours of, it was like one to six o'clock, right? <laughs> Mountain time. It's just what they needed to. Oh, in a way, throw it right back at everyone that says BYU's in big trouble. I don't want to call anybody out. Well, actually, I do. Stuart Mandel of (laughs) SportsIllustrated.com, who, oh, by the way, kind of relented and said, oh, yeah, BYU schedules a home-and-home with UCLA, ACC, SEC. So, yeah. Yeah. The Pac-12 is not afraid. You know, USC, uh, UCLA, Arizona, Arizona State, Stanford, they've all signed agreements with BYU to play in the future. BYU will play in Pasadena in 2015 in September. They will host UCLA and Provo in 2016. And no one's talking about the 2016 schedule, by the way, which is lining up to be fantastic. We'll get to that in just a second. Yeah. Let's talk about 2015 first. At Nebraska to open, home to Boise State, at UCLA, at Michigan. You Woo! go to the Rose Bowl and the Big House back-to-back weeks. That is juicy. What? Uh, okay. Remember a couple, was it last week? Uh, that we were talking about, I said, too tough a September if you schedule Alabama. UCLA <laughs> makes me a little nervous. <laughs> Brett Hundley, their quarterback, underneath. will not be there. So they'll have a new QB. It'll be a different team. BYU's got more of a chance. At the last time BYU played there, I went to that game in 07. A young Harv Junga impressed in that game, kind of emerged later in the season. BYU, BYU lost a game. close one. Should have won that game. Uh, one of their first couple of games there, I believe the second game. That's a heck of a September. A la 91 that we've talked about. Yes. Where BYU played Florida State, Penn State, UCLA, and then a good Air Force That team. schedule is going to be the toughest of any team in all the land in September of 2015. With the prospect No of, one's a top 10 team there, but they're, they're, I mean, there's top 25 we programs don't know. there. We don't know. We don't know where they're going to be, but it's just... We don't, it's, don't know either. Oh, we don't man. don't know. The prospect of Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams as the super-senior duo on that team. Oh, man. Does that not just get the blood boiling? Yes. Yeah, let's do it. 
No one, no one can question BYU's ability to schedule as an independent. By the way, let's give credit where credit's due. Tom Homo, he told us the first, and he was specific, two years of independence would be tough. BYU leaned on the whack for a couple of games. Those Novembers were not compelling, nor rich, uh, as, as Ron Burgundy would <laughs> say second, as well. Second Anchorman quote. So, uh, 11-12, you kind of get into Indy. 13-14, Improved. You're playing Texas and Wisconsin. You don't have the same number of P5s or some of the biggest names. You have, te- you have Texas and Wisconsin, Notre Dame's in the mix. Now 15 and 16, you take stage three of independence. And it is fantastic. September is awesome. 2016, at Utah, UCLA, neutral with West Virginia, at Boise State, Utah State, at Cincinnati, Arizona. Two NFL uh, venues, two neutral sites. Wait, you wait, have wait, Jim. Clearly, four P5s, and then you host UCLA and Utah State right clearly now. Clearly, BYU is in trouble. They <laughs> are in trouble. There. You're making more money than Boise State or the Mountain <laughs> West as an individual. You're scheduling better games. You're in the conversation. I mean, it's l- listen, independence is working right now. I just, in the long term, I think Big 12 would be awesome. I trust... Tom Homo. <laughs> Period. In Tom Homo, we trust. Bring on the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Yes, it is. BYU now has 26 future games scheduled with P5 opponents. <laughs> I Six, trust Tom Homo. 69 in total, all the way out to 2025. I mean, BYU's scheduling more P5s than they did regularly, which was one, maybe two a season when they were in the Mountain West. So BYU continues to schedule. I love it. I BYU love it. Is, a, is a headline topic in the national scope of college football. Now are they the headline with everything that's happened today, in the past today few weeks? Today they might be the trending topic in college football. They're such a polarizing topic as an independent. SEC, ACC, Power 5 conversation. Home and home with UCLA. Bronco wants to go to the Big 12. Looming allegations of improper benefits. I mean, it has been like a lot it has going been on. crazy. There is a lot going on. It is not slow in June, and media day is coming up, seventeen days away. What does yesterday's news mean for the future of BYU football? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. Okay, so <laughs> what does it not mean? That, that's what I want to know. At Together We Reach, still love that Twitter <laughs> handle so much. Scheduling oh UCLA means we have a chance to exceed the 59-point spread. <laughs> Hashtag Bruin beatdown. Hashtag pickle juice for LeBron. That, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm cramping up. Yeah, that, that was that's like the craziest game I've ever been to. Oh, wait, UCLA in Provo. You got me tickets to that game. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, thank you. I do. Thank you, by the way. At, you're welcome. I'm still waiting for you to pay me back. <laughs> at Crazy Cook Fanatic. It means Tom Homo is at the helm and has a plan. In Tom, we trust. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Right now, independence is working. It is. Will it work forever? I don't think so. Come on. Hey, listen up. It's, it's, great. it's great right now. I love it. BYU basketball also in a good position. The newest name on that roster will join us in studio next. Dalton Nixon, come on down. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out on a Friday. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. You can follow us at Spencer underscore Linton and at Jerem Jordan. Hashtag mustache. <laughs> nice. And don't forget to follow uh, uh, us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Sports. We cut up the interviews from BYU Sports Nation, produce highlights and other uh, interviews on 
that as well. So check it out, youtube.com slash Sports. Obviously, we have been BYU-centric on football, but that is not all that is happening right now. And right now, we turn our attention to BYU basketball. We announced earlier on BYU Sports Nation that Dalton Nixon would now play his freshman season at BYU and become a member of Dave Rose's 2014-2015 roster. He joins us in studio. Dalton, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Your dad was a guest host. Did he give you any advice as you came onto the show in terms of what you need to do to bring it? <laughs> um, not really. I mean, I did, I did watch the show that he was guest host, and uh, he, did, he did pretty good. How would you rate that? Oh, uh, about a six and a half out of ten. <laughs> oh. What's better, your jumper or his performances? Guess Oh, my jumper for sure. <laughs> and he's standing right over there. So yeah. this is also awesome. <laughs> he's just the head shake. No, no. <laughs> he's wearing Orem yellow as well. Yes, he is. Dalton Nixon with us on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, the decision to come and play at BYU, why did it work out for you that way? Um, I think the biggest thing in it was timing. I think... When I, uh, if I would have left on my mission, it would have been difficult for me to, to come back and I would have had about a month to get ready for the season. And wow. I, th- okay. I, think, I think with my situation, uh, I think it's the best for me to play this year and then to go on my mission and then be able to, to get back in time and, and get rid of the mission legs and be ready to, to, to play when I come back. When do you anticipate leaving on your LDS mission? Are you going to do like an Eric Mika thing where you leave in April or May? Or, or how is that going to that, work That's out? my plan right now. Oh, okay. after, after the season and after I'm done with school, then I'll leave on my mission after the season. Okay. And that's ideal because Tyler Haas, Kyle Collinsworth, who have been these anomalies with return missionaries who have performed well that next season – I uh, had plenty of time to uh, get ready for that. Dalton Nixon is on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, what's the most exciting prospect for you to be able to play this season? Because that's a mental switch up from, hey, I'm going to start playing in three years. Exactly, yeah. It's uh, definitely I have to change my mindset. And I'm very excited to play this season, very excited to play with the guys that are on the team this year and, and play for Coach Rose and, and all the coaches. And I'm just I'm looking forward to it. It's an interesting scenario when you look at the fact that Jamal Eights, who – we're projecting it will be an integral part of this team, cannot play until late December. So there are some openings there at the four and five positions for BYU. Uh, What kind of a role do you anticipate having in that, especially in that early part of the season uh, when there is some opportunities? Yeah, Jamal, he'll be back and he'll be ready to go in December and he's a beast. I mean, he's, he's phenomenal. He's really fun to play with and fun to watch. And I think in the early part of the season, I'm going to, I'm going to work to get ready and, and work to to be able to contribute to this team this year before going on my mission, and and I'm just ready to to work hard and and do what I can for the team this year. Don't describe your game so we can figure out where you fit with BYU basketball next year. So I'm a I'm a forward. I play the four. Um, I'm able to to play both inside and out. I'm versatile in in being that I can I can take it inside and out, and if I have a smaller guard on me, if I have a, if I have a, a three guarding me, I'm going to take it inside. If I have a four guarding me, I'm going to take him outside and, and, and use my quickness and, and my jumper to, to be able to, to help out. So. Can I'll, you shoot the three? Yeah, I can. That was my yeah. next question. I mean, I mean, I am the son of Kevin Nixon, so I better be able to shoot the three. <laughs> can you That's shoot right. the 55-footer at the buzzer? I, I cannot, no. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> the post, uh, so you have some post moves as well? Yeah. Yeah, You're like I'm back a, to the basket. As well? Yeah, back to the basket. Um, I'm 225 pounds, so I've got good size, um, and and so for me, it's just being able to to take what the defense gives me. It, you know, I'll be able to shoot it and and be able to play inside, and I think that's what helps out my game. Three-time All-State basketball player in Utah at Orem High School, the all-time leading scorer at Orem High School, Dalton Nixon is on BYU Sports Nation. Was it Craig uh, Cusick it was that Craig. had that before? Yes. 
Sorry, Craig. Did you remind <laughs> Craig the moment that you passed him in that category? Um, it was early in the season where I, I was like kind of thinking, you know, if I if I average about you know eighteen, nineteen points a game, I'll I'll pass Craig. And so I mentioned to, to that I mentioned it to him early in the season, and then when it happened, I actually I had to give him a, a little tweet. So uh, yeah. yeah, that's a nice record. Yeah. That's how you trash talk now, huh? Yeah. And I noticed that you're you're very active on the Twitter machine. I am. I am. I'm very active on Twitter. As is your dad. Who is the better tweeter, you or your dad? Ooh, that's a good one. Because he's he's got he's got some jokes. Uh, you know, he's pretty good on social media. He competes media. with Mark Durant and Russ Larson. Yes. That's that's that he does his yes. niche. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Okay, so no, you're just gonna say it's, it's an even score right now. It's then, even on Twitter? score right now. I'll elevate my game though. I'll pass him. Nice. But your jumper is better than his ability to co-host on it the is. Sports Nation. It is, yes. <laughs> now that we've got the important things out of the way. <laughs> Dalton Nixon with us on BYU Sports Nation. When you look at the prospect of BYU and playing under Dave Rose, it's yes, you're accelerated now in your role, but the opportunity to play under a coach like him, why was that something that you felt like I have to do? I just in my recruiting with with Coach Rose, I just saw the way that that his guys played for him and how he coached his guys, and that was just something that I wanted to be a part of. And in my recruiting, he was great with me. All the coaches were great with me, and I just felt like it was the best fit for me and my style of play, and and being able to play for BYU. Can you run the floor? That was the other thing I wanted to ask you uh, because you've it's go fast, go hard on the basketball court. It as is, well. yeah. And I think my game can translate into the up and down. Um, tempo with with the basketball team and I think I'll be able to to contribute that way as well were you meant to be a Cougar since your dad played at BYU or were, were there liberties to be recruited by other people I know San Francisco made a push former teammate of your dad's uh, yeah recruiting I, you there. I, I mean I was always a BYU fan growing up I was always hearing stories about my dad and and the shot and in my recruiting I think once BYU offered me I think that was you know, that was a done deal once they offered me. Okay. So, yeah. How much of an opportunity have you had to play with guys that are on the current roster? Um, not as much as when I come back from my mission. I've, I've, been, I've been playing with TJ and Nick and Eric forever. And so I haven't played that much with, with the guys on the roster now. But I've played in the past summers with them, just played pickup ball. And I'm excited to get with them. You know, I'm, I'm excited to, to join the team and, and to get on the court with them. Very excited. Uh, what when you've gone to BYU games and you've uh, sort of envisioned what happens with you on the court? What's what's what is that vision like? What, what what do you project you might be able to do this? I think I'll be able season? to. I, I think I'll be able to to shoot the ball from three this year at the four spot, and I think I'll be able to to really help out that way. And and defensively, I think I'll be able to to defend both a three and a four, and be able to rebound pretty well. And so that's what I'm looking looking forward to this season is is I think I can contribute on this team by, by making threes at the, at the four spot. And that's something we discussed the other day, which it, I, I said, you're a stretch four. So I think that that can change things. When BYU had Steven Rogers and Jonathan Tavernari, and you had one in, which you'd think would be eights a lot of times, scoring yeah. the ball inside, the stretch four can change a game. It, describe to us uh, how a stretch four can, I, I guess, spread the floor a little more and change things. Yeah, um, definitely. One, one thing in a stretch four is being able to shoot the trailer three which I think I do pretty well. And that's, that's just another thing where you're going to have a, a power forward that's going to have to guard on the perimeter. And that's just a disadvantage to the defense, and it's to our advantage, being able to, to have a forward that's able to play both inside and out and stretch the defense. The future of BYU basketball, at least from who's coming in on the roster, the recruits, it, it all looks really, really good on, on paper. 
What can you tell us about playing with TJ and with Eric and those guys that that validates the fact that some BYU fans think, hey, when when those guys get back together, it's it's a Final Four potential team. Why why is that? Why should we validate that comment? I think the competitiveness and the work ethic that these guys have. I think with TJ and Nick and Eric, they've experienced a success at a young age with going to national tournaments and a national championship at Lone Peak. And I think just the tradition of winning and, and they've realized what it takes to win. And so I, that's what I'm excited for is to be able to get on the court with, with those guys. And they're just competitive guys and just want to work hard and want to win. And that's what I'm excited for. And I know that Final Four has been brought up, um, you know, with this future group. Uh, and with, you know, the current group, it's okay, you know, let's get to the second round, see what we can do from there. Or I guess the third round now. Um, but because those Lone Peak guys were able to do it at a certain level and they all come together, plus you, plus the Jacob Hartsock and Braden Shaws of the world and Peyton Dastrup, who we plan on having on next week, by the way, uh, the the conversation is we could do some special things, something that's never been done at BYU, right? Absolutely. I think if we get I think with all the guys on the court, I think what we can do is could be pretty special. And I think even this year, I think what we could do is pretty special. I mean, we have one of the best scores in the country with Tyler Haas and you surround him with, with contributors and role players that, that know how to play and know their role, I think we could do something really special. That goes right along with what Kyle Collins were told us a few weeks ago where he said that, look, when I was a freshman, we went to the Sweet 16 with Jimmer. I feel like this team has every opportunity to get back to that place. And I, I think that the, the linchpin, obviously, is Kyle coming off of his injury with an ACL and you have a great score like Tyler Hawes. But, yeah, I mean, it, it all is entertaining. As much as fun as it is to talk about what BYU can do and and this Final Four prospect, I want to know more about Dalton Nixon, the non-basketball player. So outside of basketball, who is Dalton Nixon? What do you like to do? You know, I like like music. I like like the social media part of it. I'm, I'm a big tweeter. I'm big on Instagram, that stuff. But, you know, I just... Enjoy life. So, do you like Kesha and Miley Cyrus? Like, this is a, like, this is an important question because Chase, Chase Fisher, Fisher. Can you fit in with Chase Fisher? Is the real <laughs> no, no, definitely not. <laughs> okay. So, so what are you pumping in the BYU locker room when when um, you arrive? I'm pumping some some Usher, some R and B. You know, a little bit of that. So mm-hmm. that's that's what I'm feeling. I, I'm wondering if you'll get to do that at all. I, I don't know like what the freshmen get to do and straight yeah, out of high school. I don't know. Yeah, I'll probably be listening to what Chase and what Skyler <laughs> yeah. want to listen You will to listen and... to Kesha and you will like it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> Dalton, I, I want to know, um, too, the, the dynamic of, uh, like, you've lived in Utah Valley. You saw Tyler Hawes when you were younger, you know, win state championships, go on a mission, come back. Now you get to play with a guy that's, how much older is he? Five years or something? Yeah. You know? that That's a... That's a weird dynamic for BYU guys. The the opportunity to play with guys that you kind of watched when you were younger. It is. It's a it's a different dynamic. I mean, I remember going up to Weber State and watching Tyler win a state championship. I mean, it was crazy. Um, but now I'm I have the opportunity to play with them, and it's just surreal. And and to be surrounded with such great players and such great guys is just it's awesome. You've won a state championship yourself. Your junior year at Orm, you went back to the state championship game this year as a senior. And now you're here at BYU. Have you talked to Tyler and uh, maybe some of the other guys that were high-profile guys coming out of high school, coming to be freshmen at BYU, and have they given you any bits of advice about what you need to do 
to compete at this high level of Division One basketball? Yeah, a little bit. Um, they've just talked about how how different the game is and and how it's it's totally different in the mental mental aspect and you just got to be so much more prepared in, in the college game and and so that's what I'm looking forward to is just being mentally prepared and physically prepared to to compete at the division 1 level there's a lot of brother or father son combos going on now with BY as something falls off the set in front uh, <laughs> what's going on up front um the, you have uh Jackson and Nick Emery you and your dad the Haas uh, brothers the Haas, and the Haas brothers Jordan and Jeff Chapman I mean, if if we have like a round ball ruckus, hoop it up kind of two on two deal going on, family ties, family ties. Who ends up out on on top of that? Ooh, I don't know how you can beat the Jeff and Jordan combo. I mean, that's a good combo, but does Jeff still have it? That's the question. I don't know if Jeff still has. I know it. he's I know, got I know, the Ke- shaved ice going. I know for him. Kevin still has it. Yeah. I know. I know he still has yeah. it. But so I mean, is it I, Kevin or Dad? <laughs> it's Kevin on the show, but oh, okay. <laughs> Like, my wife calls her mom and dad by their first names. Like, never mom and dad. I'm like, what? That's funny. Yeah. My two-and-a-half-year-old just started calling Spencer and Britt. Like, hey, Spencer. I'm like, what? wait, what? No. I didn't know my dad's first name until no. I was, like, six. But So, so there are those four or five, you know, family tie groups. You know, who, who, who's – you think the Chapmans come out on top I of that? I think so. Yeah. Not the Nixons? The three because ball? they have, like, the forward guard like, You combo? guys can shoot the three, man. We could. Um Emery's are quick. I, I think my dad would have to get in a little bit better shape for us to, to compete. <laughs> this but. is so awesome because he's 12 feet away. <laughs> <laughs> and he can't say anything about it. <laughs> yeah, he's giving the, okay, stop, stop now, stop there could, now. There could be the Dave, Mike Rose, uh, uncle, nephew. I just thought of that. I don't know if Dave's got the jump shot left. I, I bet you Mike would say he's still got it. Yeah, <laughs> who knows? Brock Richner's son-in-law? I don't know. It's crazy. <laughs> hey, Dalton, it's been great to have you on BYU Sports yep. Nation. Uh, we have tradition here. All the athletes and uh, guests visit sign our BYU Sports Nation Rise Up flag. So please give us your Herbie Hancock as right, Thank call. you. I think thank you're you the much. youngest guy to sign that flag. Is Probably. He? 17. Unless, well, Jamal's older. Jamal Williams older than you now. Yeah. He seems to true. be just the youngest guy at BYU ever, but... Dalton Nixon with us on BYU Sports Nation. He will enroll in fall classes and will compete with the Cougars in 2014-2015. will serve a two-year mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints sometime thereafter. Thanks, Dalton. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, brother. Up next, more football news. What does it all mean for the future of BYU football? We read some of your tweets, our favorite ones. BYU Sports Nation continues on a Friday simulcast on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. Like the double rainbow. What does it mean? What does it mean? This is Tyler Haas, and you are tuned into BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Tyler Haas and the BYU basketball team. Well, we were just joined by Dalton Nixon, yeah. and Dalton mentioned Tyler specifically, saying that, wow, I watched him play in a state championship game probably when Dalton was, what, like 12 or 13? Yeah, something like that. And now he gets to now play he's with him. playing them. with him. Yeah. That is so unique to BYU. Uh, yeah, the, the 12-year university you know, experience of BYU uh, athletes is tremendous. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not 12 years. No, but it can be seven years with a red shirt. Our, tw- <laughs> our Twitter question Seven today, years. I know. Is what does yesterday's news mean for the future of BYU football? Ponder on that. Send in your tweets if you haven't already using the hashtag BYUSN to get them read on the air. Hey, tweet we need to read. Okay. At UCLA grad 90. Jamal Williams' mother, Nicole. Can you do a shout out to Jaela? His, the daughter, brother, sister of Jamal. Yes. Three yes, limbs for the California State track meet. Now, I, 
Now, I'm not sure we're giving shout-outs to everybody all the time, but good luck to Jayella. Yes. Am I saying it correctly? Jayella? Jayella. You got yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. The Bean Museum's going to open up soon. Is that for Bean Mace? Is that an homage <laughs> to Bean Mace? I just had that thought. It might be. Send in your tweets using the hashtag Transition BYUSN. out of that. Yes. Uh, Good luck with that. Stop. Ho- Start a new sentence. Start a new sentence. Thanks, Jim. In other news. <laughs> yes, I actually do want to go there to another news. There's a lot going on. World in League news. Volleyball. USA. Team USA featuring two BYU guys, Taylor Sander and Russell Holmes and against Coach Russia in Long Beach tonight. If you're in SoCal and you want to watch Taylor Sander and Russell Holmes... And sure, on BYU, you have an opportunity. And these are not on television. They'll be taped late on Universal Sports, but it's today and tomorrow, the World League. I love that. Is that the coolest league name ever? World League. Yeah, we won the World League. Not your National Basketball Association. The only thing better is the Olympics. Yeah. Anyway, BYU wins a second straight Commissioner's Cup in the West Coast Conference. Congratulations to the Athletic Department and Tom Homo. An all-sports-based award based on conference play. The Cougars again tops in the WCC. Detroit Lions rookie linebacker, BYU great Kyle Van Noy, getting married tomorrow just a few days after he signed a $5.1 million contract to play in the Motor City. His buddy and former defensive teammate Mike Hay got married yesterday. Congratulations. Yeah, it's a big time for BYU football. Zach Nyborg, the uh, director of football operations, I believe was roommates back in the day with Mike Hague. I know He tweeted out that he was at that wedding. If you missed it yesterday, and I don't understand how you did, if you have any sort of affiliation with BYU or you're interested in BYU football at all, uh, what a day for the Cougars. It started, we'll go chronologically this time, about 1 p.m. Mountain Time, BYU announces a home-and-home series with the UCLA Bruins starting in 2015, which opens up this discussion of what the heck is going on with the 2015 schedule because now you're at Nebraska, Boise State home, at UCLA, at Michigan, and there are only five home games and seven road games. We anticipate that will change. What's going to happen? Yeah, it's not settled. There will be we, No, we, it's, yeah. stuff's going to happen. I will be really surprised if BYU doesn't have an FCS home team. I think that Southern Mississippi is a candidate. Um, yeah. San Jose State is a candidate. I don't think BYU drops UNLV. That's a de facto road game at Cougar Stadium South, South as yes. Brian Keel called it. <laughs> it's like, isn't it Lavelle Edwards Stadium? But, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, see, I see BYU having 6-6. Six and six. I don't see them going 7 road 5. Okay, so a major power play move in terms of scheduling. Yes. Then, coincidentally, the Austin American Statesman, a notable news publication in Texas, in the capital city of Texas. The capital of the Big 12, essentially. Releases an article featuring BYU and head coach Bronco Mendenhall quoting him as the headline saying, we would love to be in the Big 12, end quote. Riddle me this. Did Bronco Mendenhall come off desperate or go too far in in what he said here as as a BYU consumer? Some people might think that that's desperation. I don't see it as desperation. I, don't, I, I see, don't see it as either. you need to pay attention to us. You should pay attention to us because we are a unique brand. And he talked about that specifically. Yeah. Look, when, if the Big 12 picks up BYU, we, they are getting— We have the entire Salt Lake yes. City and Utah market as well as a worldwide following because of the church. There'd be a ton to offer the Big 12 because it's a money-generated world right now. You're talking about an amazing kind of brand. BYU doesn't have a porous record against the Big 12 teams either. Like, they, they have competed. 
I don't think that that even matters that much. Like, it's just, how good is your program overall? What have you done you know, what matters recently? The most? What have you done historically? How much money can you generate? Yep. <laughs> yeah. And uh, they can do Johnny that. Johnny Manziel has two hands up with his fingers making the money sign right now. Former Big 12 school, now SEC. BYU can help generate some money there. I, BYU in the Big 12, I hope that it happens one day. I do not think that Bronco Mendenhall comes off desperate. I just think there's a conversation here, and Bronco Mendenhall raises his hand and says, hey, we'd love to be in the Big yeah, 12. Yeah, we want to be in the Big 12. And here's why. There were, no, there were no pleading verbs or adjectives of, oh, we would. Please, it, please invite us. Does the tone come off? No. We would love to be in the Big 12. I think it's more like, no, we'd love to be in the Big 12, and here's what we have to offer. And it's a lot. We can compete. We've proven it on the field. We have a winning tradition. Competition doesn't even matter. And we can you generate ge- money. money? Yes, BYU has that going. Is Iowa them. State and Kansas in football? Their their records don't. They're just in and they're beat up by Oklahoma and Texas and Nebraska. Even the other the eligible bachelors across the country. Why is Nebraska Cin- in the Big Ten? Cincinnati, Central Florida. You're telling me that BYU doesn't have a better brand or marketing scheme than Cincinnati and Central Florida? No, but because of BYU being in Utah and not East, that will, ha- that will factor in at some point. The, the conversations with people at Big 12 possible expansions, always East, never West. Who are you going to bring over with you? That, that, is, that is a concern. Who's, yeah. You kind of need to do it in a pair. That's what we saw with Utah and Colorado. Can you bring that in Cincinnati and BYU? with Oklahoma and Texas to the Pac-12. Listen, at some point, the Big 12 needs to expand. Or they're going to be picked from. Brett McMurphy of ESPN told us on this show, if the Big Ten expanded to 16, then all of a sudden, the Big 12 is going to get picked from. We just had an ESP Zen moment. Like, I, I was two oh, seconds like away from quoting Brett McMurphy. Yes, this really happens. It really get happens. Get out of my head! <laughs> I'm trying to do a show here. The Big 12 has 10 teams. So it's the Big Ten, and then the Big, Big Ten, Ten has is 14 four, The Big teams. 14? What's going on? The Big East doesn't Point exist. being, it's Brett McMurphy big. says, if the Big Ten goes to the Big 16, and they're the first team to form a super conference, everything else will begin yes. to fall. He said that BYU wants that to happen. The yes, Bi- yes. Two more teams go to the Big Ten. They become a 16 super conference. 14 this year conference. with Maryland and Rutgers. And then everyone's kind of like, uh, okay, we got to move. The Big 12 is like, yep, okay, now it's time to move. We need to add some teams. Who's available? And if BYU is winning games, if they're winning a lot of games against Texas, Boise, Nebraska, And they concede some of their TV needs. Right? Yes. Okay. We'll compromise. We we need you and you need us. Let's compromise. Yes. The perception is that BYU goes into conversations with people like this and says, here's what we need, and then kind of sits back. As opposed to being, okay, what, what do you want from us? I'm not sure what's fair or what's the best or what's actually even happened with BYU and the Big 12. You know what I wish would really happen? That the Pac-12 would expand to 16 and that BYU be, would be in that. BYU got its feelings heard, or fans did at least. Reestablished the, the rivalry with By the Pac-12 of we didn't get invited, we're not in a uh, you know, research institution, blah, blah, blah. The Pac-12 is the best fit for BYU. It's not the Big 12. It's just that... We want to ignore the Pac-12 because Utah got in and BYU did not. I would rather be in the Pac-12 if it came down to it. It's just not nearly as likely because oh, I know. of I'm just... Sa- I'm saying if you say what conference do you want to be in? Pac-12, man. You would join the Pac-12 over the Big 12? Heck yeah, dude. The regional ties, all the BYU fans along the coast... You're, you, you are there. The rivalries you okay, already... The ri- I'll give you that. BYU the rivalry plays the alone, Pac-12 yes. a lot. They played them a ton. 
in, historically, of all the conferences. BYU never plays the SEC. Hardly ever. The ACC occasionally. It's the Pac-12 where BYU really wants to be, but they have an arrogant attitude toward BYU, and so there's this riff. I had this thought yesterday uh, after the news came out at BYU scheduling UCLA for the home-and-home, or home-and-road, to appease Jerem, and, and that is... Why couldn't BYU set up a scenario with a Power 5 conference like Notre Dame has done with the ACC? Why couldn't they do that? Maybe I, I don't think it's ever going to happen. Maybe, I, maybe in scheduling games only and not in sharing bowl revenue but, or TV. But, I, but couldn't I don't there think be a Notre tie? Dame does with TV with ACC. Couldn't right? there be a tie somewhere with BYU's ability to schedule? And they have so many Pac-12 teams on their schedule already. It's like... Why not? I, I wish that BYU did something with the Pac-12 like this. We have we have four games every year against the Pac-12. Yeah. Notre Dame has five with the ACC. And by the way, don't go running and getting your Pac-12 or Big 12 stickers quite yet, BYU fans, okay? <laughs> Just hold off. Go buy your independent stickers. Get your independent stickers. sticker first. Join Army and Notre Dame and Navy for at least this year. You know what? BYU <laughs> does not have their 2014, 2015, or 2016 schedule the way it's lined up if they're not independent. And that's what that's people right. need to remember. I love those schedules. Let's go. Come on. Yeah, it's, is this foreshadowing things to come? Hmm? We shall discuss that next on BYU Sports Nation, simulcast live on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. Jerem, please shave your mustache. <laughs> no! <laughs> I'm getting my shaver. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. 17 days away from BYU Football Media Day, June 23rd. Do not miss it. It is lining up to be the most epic media day perhaps ever in the history of BYU football. There are a lot of questions that that will be asked. Who knows how many get answered, but a lot of questions uh, will be asked. June 23rd live on BYU TV. If you can't wait, by the way, you can go to BYUtv.org. Uh, you can watch previous uh, media days if you want, but you can watch quick games, uh, snap to tackle edits in 30 minutes or less. It's really fun. F- uh, five games from last year are up there. If you don't follow Bronco Mendenhall on Twitter, you should. It's at BYU underscore football, not to be confused with that BYU football, which is the team's account. Probably follow both. But Bronco sends out a- at least one tweet every day, and-, and usually it's to quote a famous person. Today's is very interesting. And Jeremiah, I'm going to have you Here find it. Is. Please read this right now. This is, uh, this is 13 minutes ago. If you don't know where you are going, you'll end up someplace else. Yogi Berra. <laughs> <laughs> okay. On the heels of talking to the Austin American Statesman, that is interesting. Okay, so one of our Twitter followers, Craig Swenson, he, he, put, he did the math. He put two and two together, and he Four. says, Did Bronco... Just explain his Big 12 comments with a Yogi Berra quote. With a Yogi Berra quote I know, of, all of, all, people. of all people to quote, Yogi Berra. That sure is interesting. How do you read into that, Jerem? I think that it's exactly what Bronco said. We would love to be in the Big 12. I've felt that way for a while. Because the Pac-12 is not an option, so what's the next best thing? To me, it's the Big 12. Yes, I want BYU to be in the Big 12. You know what, though? I look at some of the schedules that BYU has lined up. And it's hard for me to want to start to all of a sudden play Kansas and Iowa State. And, of course, I'm going to pick on the ones that struggle a little bit but in football. Whereas I, I see some of these really juicy schedules, and I like it. I see where BYU can win 8 to 10, 11 games a year, go to a bowl game, be happy that way. It's just long-term. That's, I don't want BYU to be in the Big 12 right now, 
But before the line is drawn in the sand that we've been talking about at length, at nauseum, of, okay, if you're in, you're in this subdivision that's separate, uh, and we compete for national championships, and if BYU is left out of that, no, I would rather be in that in any way, shape, or form, probably through the Big 12. So is this like, let's say, is this like a five-year plan? Do you have like an ideal time fit out in your mind where it would be like, oh, yeah, this would be a good year for BYU to enter a Power 5 conference? I would love for 27. Just looking at the schedules and the interest of the game schedule, 2017. Because I like, I love the 2015 schedule. 2016 schedule. 2016 awesome. at Utah, home to UCLA, neutral to West Virginia, at Boise State, Utah State, at Cincinnati, neutral and then neutral to Arizona. Arizona. I like Woo. that schedule. And then if BYU actually plays the Notre Dame games, the four and five years, which they're not playing in 2015, it looks like. So it'd be 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. You'd play four games, two home, two road with Notre Dame. That's even juicier. I love it. Tom Homel is doing work. The dude is clocking in and getting BYU awesome games. The road to get noticed by the hot girl starts in late August. Countdown to Connecticut. 84 days. August 29th, BYU in Connecticut lower, from Rentschler Field in East Hartford. Connecticut's terrible. What a great game to start. <laughs> Don't pull a Virginia, please. BYU by 17 plus, Jerem? 27 plus. BYU by 27 plus I, to open the season. I guess so. I just okay. Said <laughs> he's, he's going there. What does yesterday's news mean for the future of BYU football? More of your tweets next, plus the Cougar Whip around. 38 10, BYU by 28. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan, a.k.a. Peak Panther Dude. Hanging out on set. <laughs> Inspector Clouseau. Yes. Is that what I am to you <laughs> now? I, I, I don't know. This and, is, listen, this is, this is who I am. Yes. Thanks to. This is at, who, this is the new me. Thank you to at Jeff Sevy on Twitter for that, who tweeted in a picture of Jerem and Perfector, or Perfector, <laughs> yes, Inspector Clouseau. Yeah. Every couple days, someone's got something to say, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> the snark is dripping off of Jerem's mouth right now. Yeah. Everyone's got something to say. That's fine. It's, it's a joke. I'm the first one to joke about it. Do you know what time it is, Spencer? I do. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. BYU and UCLA. UCLA. Have agreed to a home and home series in football. BYU fans, right now, we're like, why did you do that? In 2015 and 2016, the two teams will play in Pasadena on September 19th in 2015, then in Provo on September 17th in 2016. Soccer. The men's team, well, they fell last night to the Fuego in Fresno. <clears throat> Four to nothing. Uh, tomorrow, they will travel to San Jose to take back. on the San Jose Earthquakes under-23 team. Hey, get rid of that nasty tasting mouth by dominating the under-23 team. Men's volleyball. Taylor Sander, Russell Holmes, and Team USA are playing Russia in World League action tonight and tomorrow in Long Beach. Former Cougar Mike Wall is also an assistant coach for the Team USA. Good luck to those Cougars in Long Beach. One thing we didn't mention, uh, other football scheduling news, Nevada has been dropped from the 2019 schedule. Yes, yes. Everyone's disappointed in that. No, (laughs) it's fine. BYU actually replaced (laughs) Nevada. On the 2015 and 16 <laughs> schedule. If I do recall, you had some kind of run-in with the Nevada cheerleaders. Oh, but no, before we get no, to that, let's no, get I to the it. sounds of the week. We know he's a dangerous runner, 
but I think that he'll have the potential to get there as a passer and like the progression I saw last season. I came around and my coach, he yelled, he's like, you can still do this. And I was like, I don't know, but okay, if you believe in me, I can do it. The benefit for BYU is not only exposure, but his interaction with those folks, he'll bring back ideas and things from the people he's interacting with that will benefit BYU. I had been a starter throughout my life, as is most of these people on this team. Yeah. And I feel like you get comfortable in that situation. And I, I feel like last year for some people, it's, you know, it takes a little getting used to coming off the bench. If I'm a big boy, I don't play BYU. I say, you know what, that's a tough game. That's a game we could potentially lose. I don't see it as a win-win situation for me. He can come in and he can make a play. Well, then, uh, to me, there's almost no doubt that he ends up being one of those back-end-of-the-roster guys who makes a team. Well, everyone wants to talk about the quarterback, running back, receivers, but you have to have quality line play up front to be successful. Okay, Chase is a very confident person. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he rubs off on the whole scout team. Okay. So, you know, they've got a certain swagger, but I wouldn't say that they won every day. What a week of BYU Sports Nation. A lot has happened this week. He'll steal on Monday, got us off on Tom the right Hummel foot. Tom Homo on Wednesday pointed to the basketball committee. Yeah. UCLA, Bronco talking about the Big 12. Well, rise and shout. Should we give it to Bronco for going on record? I want to give it to Tom Homo, too, for doing work and scheduling UCLA. Yeah. Both of them. In 10 seconds, what happened with the Nevada cheerleaders um, last year at Nevada? Last year at Nevada. Uh, it turns out, well, okay, during a live shot, Four, our senior three. coordinator producer, Michael Miner, told Jerem, who was producing back here, hey, the Nevada cheerleaders apparently are flirting with Spencer. And I got called out on the air during the postgame show about it. And I probably you blushed pretty hard. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah, I was not anticipating that. They might have been in the background of the shot too. So that was even better. <laughs> <laughs> Our Twitter question: What does yesterday's news mean for the future of BYU football? What do you think, Jerem? Let's go uh, to Twitter machine. Sure, we don't have much time. Okay, we got to hurry. We got to go. Go fast, go hard. You have ten seconds. You go. Read. Read. Go. I don't have one. You don't have. <laughs> what is what? <laughs> What does it mean We're to not, you? What does it mean? What does it mean? The BYU okay, scheduled UCLA and wants to go to the Big UNLV 12. nineteen-eighty-six with exception of Michigan. UNLV. Oh, this is this is in, in talking about UNLV. UNLV only plays home and away now, or home only. BYU came to UNLV to play home and away. Okay. Thanks to our guest, okay. Nick How. Or Nick How was going to join us. Had to go to a meeting, so he wasn't on. Dalton Nixon. I hear the control. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good weekend. <laughs> This is poorly executed. This is, this is a dumpster fire. on demand every afternoon. Shout out to Gordon Hudson. We're back to work.